Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Lancashire Football Show. I'm your host, Ashley Edwards, and joining me again this week, I have Ben and Matt. We also have the debutant Joe, as Callum is away as he's travelling back to uni. Uh, thank you, as always, for the support up to this point. Uh, eight episodes in now, and it's you know we're enjoying it a lot. Last week, Burnley and Sean Dyche were one of our biggest talking points, with Peony and Morecambe also featuring. However, this week, our biggest talking points are... It's a slow walk towards the end of the campaign for two of our sides in League One. Neither have much to play for anymore, but Atkinson and Fleetwood are heading in different directions going into next season. It's yet another two drop points for Blackpool, who do carry on their unbeaten run, but it is another case of what could have been for the Tangerines. And Burnley squander another lead for the second game running, this time at home against Newcastle United. Where is it going wrong at the minute for the Clarets? However, as always, we're going to kick it off in League Two. Matt, what kind of week have Morecambe had? Yeah, they've not had the best of weeks, to be honest with you. On Tuesday night, they drew against Southend United, who, uh, as we know, are, are relegation uh, candidates themselves. So, uh, a, a point on the night, though, that said, wasn't a terrible result, because I think it's fair to say that the visitors deserve a lot of credit for how they approach the game. And then looking at yesterday, um, it was a strange affair, really. Obviously, they, they lost 1-0 to Port Vale, but the conditions were just bizarre, considering we're in April. You know, the game was suspended on 28 minutes due to the snow. And then uh, 45 minutes later, the game resumed. So that, that didn't help uh, proceedings. But yeah, um, I think by, by Morecambe's own high standards, it's uh, definitely been a disappointing week. Uh, they, they seem to have opened the door up for other teams to, to come across and, and potentially take over him. However, what they've got to focus on now is their next game. Who have they got up next? Well, they've got Scunthorpe on Tuesday at home. Um, and then they've got Oldham next weekend. Although, obviously, because of the uh, the royal funeral that's taking place on Saturday, we, we don't know when uh, that game will be taking place. The chances are it will still happen on, on Saturday, but... It will either be uh, an earlier kickoff or uh, a half past five, I think. So, yeah, we'll, we'll wait to see. Hopefully, they'll uh, they'll be looking to bounce back on, like we say, what has been uh, not the greatest week for for Derek Adams, man. Two important games for Morecambe. We're not going to touch on them too much this week. Um, we're going to hopefully by the end of this week they'll be back up well in those playoffs. Uh, but as I've said, they've got Tranmere, Bolton, and Forest Green, and even Newport County now to, to compete with for a playoff place. Moving over to, to League One, um, Joe Fleetwood and Aki, we, we kind of tying together this week. How has it gone for them? Yeah, it's been a bit of a, a mixed week, really, for both teams. I swear. I think Fleetwood really have had a pretty decent week. They got a 1-0 win at Wimbledon on Monday, which seemed like a really big win. And then they got a, a win against Rochdale as well um, the other day, which was a big win for them as well. And then as for Atkinson, they picked up a win at Oxford and you thought, finally, they're going to try and turn their form around. But yesterday... A really damaging defeat at home to lowly Wimbledon, really. A 5-1 defeat at home. And it, it kind of shows Aki's season, really. They started off really promising and then it's kind of tailed off quite a lot. And I think it's quite down to the budget and the squad that they've got at the moment. I mean, I think maybe the most highly anticipated fans that they've got would still admit that they're probably overachieving in the playoffs in League One. So maybe a mid-table finish is, is what they're really after. So they'll just be open to pick up more points. So for both teams, really, they're... Still around mid-table, but it's kind of contrasting for both sides during this week as well. Yeah, I, I think it shows the sort of contrast in the seasons as well, because obviously, I mean, eight weeks ago when we, when we started this, we were talking about Aki potentially being playoff contenders. 
and Fleetwood being relegation contenders and, and now that there's very little in the teams and obviously we've seen Aki drop and, and Fleetwood well, go on a bit of a winning run, a bit of a unbeaten run. Um, what, what do you think is the difference in the two sides heading into next season, Joe? Because obviously you always want to finish a campaign strongly. There's, there's not much left to play for for both of them. Yeah, I mean, I think when Simon Grayson came into Fleetwood, many people thought it was kind of maybe a safe appointment. Maybe Fleetwood are not going to go too far, especially going into next season. But he's done a pretty decent job going in. Um, he's took them up into the 13th position at the minute. And they've gone on quite a run as well. So I feel like for both sides, they'll be looking going into next season because obviously they're going to be both in League One next season. Um, obviously not playing for much at all. I think Barrington, they're just going to have to try and bolster their squad because at the minute, they've obviously got some good individual players. They've got Dion Charles, they've got Keneally. They've got some great threat up there. They've got Phillips as well, who's um, was from Burnley. So he's a, he's a good player as well. So I feel like if they can both bolster their squads, but it just seems like Accrington have kind of on a bit of a slide. So I think the end of the season maybe is going to come at a good time for them. Um, so we're just going to have to see which team really takes the pre-season well and, and goes into next season with, with more form and maybe see who want, which one wants to get promoted out of the two. I've said it a couple of times during these podcasts, Joe. Um, I've got a lot of sympathy for Accrington because of the injury crisis, as, as John Coleman has, has alluded to. I've, how much do you think the injuries have played a part in, in the demise, if you will, of Accrington Stanley's season from what was a very strong position only a matter of, of, of weeks last month ago? Yeah, massively. I think that especially when you get these injuries from when they've gone on such a good run throughout, probably until New Year, maybe, um, to get all these injuries to an already small squad, it's just not going to help at all. So I think that with these injuries added to that, it's just it's a bit of a battle. So I do I do feel quite sorry for them in that sense. And it was always going to go on a bit of a slide. But I think that as, as long as they finish in mid-table and rebuild for next season, bring a few more fresh faces in, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be all right next season. We saw, um, obviously, Simon Grayson sign a contract longer term. Do, you know, contrastingly again, do you think that there's any risk of, well, I'll open it up, do you think there's any risk of John Coleman leaving Accrington, not 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 through a sour note again, but you know, in, in his interviews that I've seen after games, he just seems to be very very downhearted. Obviously, but I don't know that there's just something not quite right for me there. Obviously, John Coleman's usually a, a happy-go-lucky kind of guy, you know, great guy to to talk to. Um, but I just I just think something's not right. I get what you mean. Like he's been there for for quite a while now, so I feel like season after season, if they're still not progressing as a club, then it is clearly going to take a toll on managers and coaches as well. I'm pretty surprised that he's still there, to be honest with you. Obviously, he's Mr. Accrington, so expect him to be there for quite a long time. But I think that now, when you've had the season that they've had, where it looked really promising and, and gone over a bit of a spiral, I I wouldn't be surprised if he did did leave in the summer. But we'll just have to see. Obviously, he's he's a great manager and he's he's showed his worth at Accrington, but. Yeah, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he did leave. I think the the manner of the defeats of late have been very disappointing as well. Obviously, we touched on the fact they lost 7-0 at Peterborough and this weekend was 5-1 at home to Wimbledon. I think it's just very yeah, very disappointing is the only way I can sum it up. It is, yeah. And I think it's just, the, like you said, the manner of the defeats, like obviously getting beat by one goal or so, you can rebuild from that. But rebuilding from shipping five goals at home to a team that have been pretty poor on the whole this season and been down in the relegation zone. It's just really not what you want. And then obviously shipping seven to Peterborough, like there's no 
there's no denying Peterborough a great side, but shipping seven goals, it just it just doesn't happen that often, does it? So I think there's a lot of individuals in that Accrington team. So I feel like if they, if they can bolster up that defence, they've got a lot of attacking threat going forward. So I think it's just a case of trying to get some more maybe defensive, defensive players in. But yeah, like you said, it's just the manner of defeats that will be really worrying for Accrington fans. A tough week lies ahead for both sides. Hull City for Fleetwood um, next Saturday. And Accrington face... Blackpool and Rochdale. Ben, I'm going to come over to you now for, for Blackpool. I mean, they're continuing you know, in, in fairly good form. Their promotion push or playoff push as it is right now is looking you know, more and more likely as the weeks go on. How, are, how would you sum up their week? Um, well, obviously, since we last recorded and, and put a podcast out, they've only had the one game, which was yesterday against Lincoln. And... I don't quite know how to describe it, obviously. It's a good point to leader to all, um, but they were 2-0 up until the 75th minute, and they conceded in the 75th minute, conceded in the 84th, and it finished 2 all. I mean, it, it's sort of the story of their season that, yeah, the, the, obviously the fourth now, they're on 64 points, and they, they are looking likely to cement a playoff spot, and... Um, I think the 14 matches unbeaten now, which, you know, it's a great achievement, you know, in any league and especially in League One and Two where it's difficult to, to not get beaten because every side's not that different in quality, I, w- I would say. Um, I think the story of their season is simply that they should have had more points than they do. And again, it's just another example of two drop points where it, it should have been three impressive points. And, you know... If they'd have just turned a few of the draws into wins and, and held on in games, who knows where they could have been this season? Ben, how disappointing is it from a Blackpool point of view that you know for the the, the first seventy five minutes of the game, you know that the cruising, there there are really good performances all over the park, and then you know in the last fifteen minutes they're uh, almost capitulating, aren't they? So. Is that concerning for, for, for the squad going forwards that there's always that risk, regardless of how well they're playing, there is always that risk that, you know, if, if things start going against them, then they could end up dropping points, especially at this stage of the season? Yeah, I, I don't know if it's nerves or or what, but like, I'd love to see a table of, you know, points lost in the last sort of quarter of a game because for Blackpool, it's absurd, you know, I'm pretty sure last time I checked, it was they dropped four four games they'd not won because they conceded in like the last five minutes. So conceding so late on, yeah, it's disappointing, and it starts to get to a point where if they are, you know, again I'm giving a hypothetical situation, but if they do manage to get to Wembley and they're one nil up with five minutes to go. The mentality is going to be that oh, Blackpool are probably going to concede it because they've conceded so many times at the league level. And do you actually, obviously, they're in fourth position at the moment, Blackpool. Do you genuinely see them finishing in the playoff places this season? Obviously, there's a lot of big teams in and around there at the moment. Yeah, I'd personally, I think they will finish in there. I think, I think they're a good side, but I think they they lack a, they don't like a cutting edge. They lack a. It's, again, it goes back to the lack of winning mentality in terms of keeping hold of leads. And I do think that's what's going to do them in the end. And whether that's in the semi-finals or at Wembley, I, I do. Um, you look at yesterday and I'm not a betting man. I, I, you know, I'm not a betting expert, but some bookmakers had Blackpool, I think it was 31 to 20 
to win the game yesterday. And, you know, whoever would put a bet on that, you know, 2-0 half-time, you're thinking, belting. You're thinking, you know, I'm cruising. And then they go on to draw the game again. It's more drop points. Um, I just, I'm just running out of words to describe how disappointing it must be to be a Seasiders fan. It's strange, isn't it? They've had such a strong season, yet there is that sense of, of disappointment. Now, looking ahead, obviously the play host to another Lancashire side in Accrington Stanley in their next game. Now, looking at the sides, as we've said, you know, uh, Blackpool coming off the back of, of, of dropping points in the last 15 minutes. Accrington looking to make up for what was a very disappointing result. Uh, I know on paper it would be uh, wise to back a home win for Blackpool, but could we expect, you know, a, a possible not shock, but you know, a bit closer of a game than than, than some would expect? Um, you know, it, this is another example of just how hard it is to predict because obviously on paper, yeah, it's a Blackpool win, but as we know, football isn't played on paper. Um, I think for Blackpool, it's a case of can they go and keep a clean sheet because. You know, obviously we see him concede late equalizers, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if they've got a clean sheet, they're more than likely to score because, A, they've got a good attack and, B, Accrington's defence is leaky at the minute. So, if they go on at least score a couple and keep a clean sheet, you know, it's an all-round good game. But will that happen? Probably not. Um, I, I do think, just just going back to Aki, because obviously that's who Blackpool are playing, I do think that if, if Aki sort of get thumped again here though it, it does sort of signi- signify that if they hadn't had a good start to the season as they did we could now be talking about Aki in terms of getting dragged into a relegation battle because you know as we saw with who Fleetwood beat yesterday Rochdale um, you know they're in the midst there's so many teams in the midst at the minute of, of potentially going down to League 2 and just in terms of Blackpool, if they don't get promoted this season, going into next season, I think they're bound to lose some of their big players in terms of Jerry Yates has been firing all season. So how much do you think they will struggle next season in terms of if they don't actually get promoted this season? That's a very good question, Joe. Um, I don't know because I don't know if Jerry Yates is yet the finished article, obviously. We, t- we touched on him last week, Matt. You did a bit of a feature on him. Um I think he's a very good finisher, but I don't think he's a finished article in terms of his all-round game. But it wouldn't surprise me to see a championship side take him. Honestly, I think if Blackpool don't go up this season, which I don't think they will, um, I think it's either going to go one way or the other. I don't think they'll finish mid-table next season. I think they'll either lose, you know, a lot of the players and sort of go downhill, or they'll continue to progress and and really challenge for a promotion place, even possibly automatically um, but I think the, an important thing to know when you're discussing this is that teams that come down for the champ, from the championship so you know Wickham this season let's say they will have the money from just that one season in the championship to be able to, to spend a little bit more than most and, and to add to, the, to an already good squad you know we could potentially see Sheffield Wednesday come down we could potentially see Derby come down, obviously very potentially. Um, but you know these these clubs are big names. We've seen big names in League One before, um, but the pull power is there, and that that's why I think it's very difficult to get out of League One as well as obviously 
battling amongst teams that have been down there forever. You know, you look at Oxford. How long have they been in League One? You know, every season they seem to be challenging for the playoffs, being in the playoffs, obviously, playoff final last year, those sort of teams. I think um, a final point just to touch on is, is I think clean sheets is the key for Blackpool. Um, in terms of goals conceded, they, you know, they've got the third least amount of goals conceded in the league with 35. Only um, Sunderland and Hull have conceded less. Uh, as of late, they probably haven't kept as many clean sheets as they want. But I think, like you said, Ben, if, you, if you're keeping a clean sheet, you've got a good chance of going on. And if you're Blackpool, scoring a goal and winning the game. So they've got to get back to that if they, if they want to push on and, and get promoted. But time will tell when that. Moving over to the Championship now, not much to touch on this week. It seems to be the same old story. Um, ben, I'm going to come to you first with, with Blackburn. Uh, what's their week been like? Yeah, just a, a two-all against Cardiff yesterday. Um, Last-minute equaliser from Adam Armstrong. He actually got both goals for Blackburn. I think, obviously, he's returned to the team lately, uh, recently, and I think he's sort of goals because he, he does have goal-scoring ability. I do think he will help to make sure they don't get sucked into anything silly at the bottom. I do think Blackburn are safe just about. Um, and obviously, they played the teams around them like we touched on. Um, last week, they played Derby up next, for example, who I think they, those sort of teams, they'll start claiming points against and it will be enough. But overall, it's just another disappointing sort of campaign. Definitely. Derby up next, as you said, and their last win came over a month ago against Millwall. So, Derby with the form there and in their position should be, uh, Blackburn should be looking at that to win. Um, Joe, as for Preston North End, um, I mean, I think most fans will know how they got on, but a disappointing day yesterday. Yeah, it was a, a damaging defeat, really, to, to Brentford, a 5-0 defeat. And you thought that maybe Frankie McAvoy came in after Alex Neal left and they picked up two really impressive results, winning at Swansea. Um, and then a draw against Norwich, and then you just thought maybe they are turning the corner with, with the squad that they've got, and they, they bought some new players in, and they just weren't really gelling at all, and then them performances, I think it kind of showed that they were trying to kind of playing for a, a guy that they, they really know quite well. Um, they needed a fresh face to come in and, and rejuvenise that squad, um, and I think that this game yesterday was kind of a, a reality check, really, for, for Preston. Um Brentford hadn't been on the best of form going into it and I think that kind of showed that they just needed to bounce back and it was a perfect game for them to do so and um, yeah, a damaging 5-0 defeat so I think it's it kind of shows Preston's season really a lot of inconsistency and it's kind of carrying on um, they'll be hoping to, to turn that round next time out they've got Stoke away next time um, next Saturday so they'll be hoping to, to try and get back to winning ways And just, just a quick one Joe um, have we heard any more on who we can expect to come in as manager at Preston North End. I did see Gareth Ainsworth. Uh, I, I did see his name linked with the with the vacancy. And even Frankie McAvoy, you know, disregarding yesterday's result, like you touched on, two very good results for Preston before then. Um, what is it that, you, that you're expecting to, to happen over the, the course of the next couple of weeks and months at Preston? I think until the end of the season, I'm pretty sure they're going to stick with Frankie McAvoy, I think there's obviously a few names flying around. Gareth Ainsworth himself touched on um, his links to Preston. As much as he was flattered, he's a Wickham man, really, and he's been there for quite a while. So I don't think he's going to be swayed by by Preston move. I think they're just going to wait until next season, just 
play for pride really until the end of the season, get some good results in, and then maybe get some new faces in and maybe get a new manager in for the start of the season. But I personally wouldn't be surprised if they stick with Frankie McAvoy into next season as well. Definitely another dull week in the in the championship in terms of, of Lancashire football clubs anyway. Moving over into the uh, into the Premier League, um, I mean, I think dull would be a compliment in terms of the situation at the minute. Matt, talk us through Burnley's week. Well, what can we say? Um, it's almost a repeat of, of the previous week when uh, they obviously squandered the, uh, the, the the lead against Southampton. Unfortunately, they've done the, the very same. This time, a 1-0 uh, leading position, which turned and, and ended up being a 2-1 win for Newcastle. Very disappointing, very frustrating. Um, and, it, you know, with that in mind, it was a, an impressive start from the Clarets, who, who came out of the blocks quicker than their opponents and deservedly had the lead at half-time. Now, if you're looking at the game in total, Burnley had 24 shots and 13 corners compared to Newcastle's 10 shots and three corners, clearly indicating that at the minute there's a problem for Sean Dyche's men, that they're not taking these chances, which, as we've seen two weeks on the bounce now, you don't take those chances, it's going to come back uh, and bite you on the backside. Yeah. Does it sort of feel for Burnley fans, Matt? Um, does does this feel more disappointing? Because obviously today's game was was monumental um, in terms of well the relegation battle that I, I, it cannot be disagreed that Burnley now find themselves in. It's disappointing. I mean, it's it it's a little bit better considering that Fulham lost last minute on Friday night. Um, if Fulham would have, um, you know, either drawn or picked up a win, it would have been a lot more concerning. Um, there's still a, a, a big enough gap, I think, between Fulham um, and Burnley to, to keep, you know, their fans' minds at ease for now. But as we all know, anything can happen, anything can change. So I, I think from a Burnley point of view, you want to make sure you get over that line sooner rather than later, rather than just looking over your shoulder. And Matt, I was just thinking, we were talking about the, the, the benches from Burnley and Newcastle today and the difference in benches as well. Do you think this is a really pivotal summer in terms of if Burnley do stay up in the Premier League, in terms of the faces that they do get in? Obviously, they did have that takeover and we don't know how much money there is involved in that. So do you think this is a big summer for Burnley? Yeah, I, I agree, Joe. It's huge. We, we touched on it last week. Um, looking at the at the benches today, you know, the game changed the moment that, that Steve Bruce brought on Alan St. Maximum and uh, and Callum Wilson, you know, the former playing in an in, in integral role in both goals for, for the visitors. Whereas no disrespect to Burnley's bench, but you look at it and, and they just don't have any game changes on there that can come on and have the same effects. Now, to be fair to Burnley and Sean Dykes, they've never really been renowned for the strength in depth, um, though they are being, you know, they are known for being difficult to break down, especially after uh, going to goal up, which makes it even more disappointing that, like I say, for the past two weeks, that they have squandered, um, you know, they've squandered leads, uh, which is so unburnley like. It's it's almost a question of, of where is this coming from? Obviously, we we know what you think now, Matt, in terms of in terms of survival for Burnley. Um, Joel Ash, do you think they'll stay up? I mean, just just giving my, I think they will, but I don't think it'll be as sort of straightforward as some people may still think. I think Burnley are in real trouble. I'll come in first, and um, I think as it stands, I think Burnley will probably stay up. Uh, I think as we've 
as we've said personally in the group chats that we have, and that I think Fulham will probably go down. Four four losses in the last five as well for them. They're not consistent enough to get the enough points needed to to sort of claw it back. I mean the the six points I think behind Newcastle. Uh, Burnley have well seven points behind Burnley. In, you know, in fact, as well. Um, I think Burnley have got to look at the next few games as well. I mean, they've got United up next. Uh, the stats do say that Burnley will pick some up at Old Trafford, but with how United are playing this season, um, that's going to be a really tough game. And for me, Burnley are safe this season, but um, are in danger next season if, if if things don't change. I agree um, with Ash, to be fair. I think Burnley will be quite happy that Fulham have hit a bit of a brick wall as well in terms of their results. They were really looking, they had a couple of games hand on, on Newcastle above them and you thought if they can pick up points in these ones, then maybe they'll be the ones that get out of it. And if that was the case, then Burnley would have been the ones that dragged themselves down into them relegation play, um, places. So I think that's kind of pivotal to, to why Fulham have actually picked up these results and that Burnley aren't necessarily right in the battle, but they, they are outside chance of actually getting relegated. So I think it will stay up, but it won't be as convincing as maybe other people think. I think Fulham will pick up some wins. So I think Burnley do need to turn their form around um, before the end of the season. It's worth noting as well, you know, in previous campaigns, Turf Moor has, has been known to be a bit of a fortress, hasn't it? You know, no team likes coming to Turf Moor. The fans are always on, on, on your back. Obviously, that's different this campaign. Um, but looking at the form, you know, they, they haven't won at home since beating Aston Villa on the 27th of January. Now, for Burnley, that's completely unheard of. Um, they, they've drawn five and, and lost three since that victory over, over Villa. So... There's just a, a number of things that's going wrong for Burnley this season. Um, and I think when you put them all together, that you know clearly uh, suggests that reasoning as to why they are where they are. I think the, the, there's two saving graces for Burnley this season. Um, first of all, the fact that there are three worst teams in them and you know the quality beneath them isn't great. And I do think it's been a especially at the bottom, a very poor Premier League season this season. Um, I think the second one can, can sort of be, be taken now because Burnley have still got Fulham to play and they've still got Sheffield United to play on the last game of the season. Um, I do think them two games will go a long, long way to sort of ensuring that the Corrots survive. But, you know, agreeing with what you said, Ash, I think next season... Change is needed. Um, whether that's in managerial, you know, like I suggested last week, I don't know. Um, but something definitely needs to change and possibly just investment. But I guess time will tell. Usually I say that's a, it's a good place to end, but I think with Burnley, things aren't good at the minute and let's hope they can turn it around. I mean, for my sake, I'm a United fan, so let's hope they leave it a week. But we'll, uh, we'll see how, how things plan out for them. Uh, thank you to Ben and Matt for joining me as well as Joe for stepping in for Callum this week. Uh, we'll be back again next week. And if you want to get involved and have any talking points that you want us to discuss, then feel free to get in touch. All of our Twitter accounts will be in the podcast description. And just to note that our theme music that you can hear at the start and at the end of this podcast, as well as in the breaks between the leagues, is by a group called The Cavs. You can check out all of their social media pages in the description of this podcast. This is Lancashire Football Show and I'm your host Ashley Edwards and we'll see you next week.